0: hey gather grow go family we are continuing this week with one more prayer practice Uh, we did silence last week and this week we are closing out with song as prayer practice which uh, is obviously if you know me at all one of my most favorite ways to get in touch with um, God and with people Um, there's so many different ways we can come together and sing or play instruments or it music in general has just always been um, the way in which I'm able to Um, Just connect with with God and people the easiest. And um, I'm excited to talk to Daniel and Melissa about it today um, and share our experiences with it. Um, But if I I may, theologically center sort of where uh, song is so important, especially singing is so important in my prayer life. Um, is I go back to Genesis where the breath of God is hovering over everything after creation and singing has always been specifically singing has always been the way in which I feel like I'm part of that creation and I'm, and I'm community, I'm, I'm using the breath of God to sing back to God. And I, and I see this big full circle of, of that happening. Um, and especially when we sing together, when we sing communally, um, in choirs or just, you know, singing songs in church, um, that is when I feel the most connected uh, to God and to the people around me. And so, um, yeah, let's talk about singing.
1: Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel.
2: I'm Pastor Melissa.
1: And I'm just Kiefer. And today on the podcast, we're going to do what Kiefer just said. We are going to talk about how we pray through song. And I can't tell you, I am excited about this. Singing speaks to my soul in a really profound way, whether it is choral or modern or anywhere in between. Mm, Um, Same. It speaks to, can just open you up in a profound and powerful way way. Uh, Kiefer, as, as you began and got a set today, I, I loved the image and I'd never heard it put that way before of in creation, God breathes life. Mm-hmm. And, and then singing is a prayerful expression of offering that same gift of breath and life back to God in the midst of, of ourselves and also in a community often. ooh, uh, Good stuff, man.
0: Yeah, it's that, I mean, it's that All Sons and Daughters song nails it on the head for me, which like everyone sings in it. It's kind of like that token worship song now, but it's your breath in our lungs.
1: Mm. So we pour
0: out our praise. Like it is, yeah. it's, I've it's always so seen that circle of it just being so beautiful and such a good image for connection. And I mean, this is kind of tying back into what we were talking about with our breath. Um, I don't know why I didn't mention it then, but for some reason, when we start talking about singing, that's what triggers it for me. So <laughs> I also, it's because, it's because I'm a, a nerd. And I've read The Silmarillion, which is, yeah. uh, well, I've read the first chapter of The Silmarillion. Wait, 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 which,
2: Daniel, do you know what that is?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Um, I don't think it was written as a book, but it's, but it's Tolkien's son, I think, put it together after, post-mortem, post J.R.R. Tolkien's death of just some, like a lot of the history and other things that he had been working on for the uh, Lord of the Rings universe um, but it included a creation story like there's yeah. a Genesis like the mm-hmm. first chapter is basically Genesis of the Tolkien verse <laughs> and it's like a bunch of angels and heavenly beings literally like singing and there's a big symphony that creates life and so mm-hmm. of course I'm just sobbing reading this book <laughs> like the first time I read it it's so beautiful and of course that and it's all re- I'll just this one little tangent but the the evil the first instance of evil is um, one of the angels wanting a solo basically is sort of Mm. and then that kind of creates this rift like somebody's not in harmony now there's somebody wanting to focus on anyway it's really great I recommend everybody reads it but you're being selfish Susan no you don't need a solo I've I've (laughs) always centered around since reading that I've always centered around those images of music sort of being in the DNA I guess of creation Mm. yeah
1: one of the things that I love is that when we look at small children, right, there are kids who have good pitch and can carry a tune. And then there are kids who have no capacity at all, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at them when they are young and engage with them when they are young, they all sing with incredible gusto. It doesn't matter. Like, but then something happens conditionally along the way where we learn whether we're good at singing or not good at singing or, you know, uh, and, and then, and I don't know when that point comes, but that point comes when people begin to quit. And I think Mm -hmm. our souls lose something
0: Mm.
1: when I agree, when we just lose that ability to just be open and sing without care as to the sort of capacity and professionalism of it. Right. Yeah. Um, But, but that beauty, that creation could be born. I I think that's a pretty cool image.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Back in uh, college, I went to David Crowder, put on a a Crowder's Fantastical Church Music Conference, and he only ever did it once. And it breaks my heart because I thought the the format and everything was done so well, and I'd love to see it done again. Um, but they had all of these incredible speakers: Rob Bell, Francis Chan. Um, now I'm blanking on everyone else, but there were lots of them. It was when Gunger was still like younger, like Beautiful Things had just been younger
0: Gunger,
2: younger Gunger. That's right, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, every speaker who was a keynote was asked the, to write a like sermon, a speaking um, thing. Apparently, I forgot whatever that presentation. Whatever. Teaching, teaching, teaching.
1: You you te- were still te- in the evangelical world, so the word is teaching.
2: <laughs> teaching, <laughs> uh, a
1: teaching on Genesis well, was well, good. Uh, How about a preaching? But that's okay. <laughs> uh, um.
2: But they were all asked to answer the same question, and it was um, why do we sing? Mm. and I thought and so everyone's answer was so different and so beautiful and my favorite was Rob Bell's there's this image that he used that stuck with me of he actually invited um, David Crowder out onto stage because Rob Bell apparently plays electric guitar and so the two of them have electric guitars and they're kind of playing around on them and then Rob Bell would ask like David to sing something from one of his songs so like David Crowder sang the line of Um, what was said to the rose to make it unfold um, and that kind of thing. And Rob Bell started laying out this theology of we sing because in the day, we we process things with our logic brains, with our day brains is what we called them. But when we sing, we process with the language of the night, which is language that's of dreams. It's language that goes beyond two plus two having to equal four. Mm. It's the thing that allows us. So the whole point was it's the thing that allows us to connect to the divine, the thing that's greater than our own understanding.
0: I've what talked about, I, was, I think on this podcast in one of our... Um, conversations before. I have no idea what series it was, but we were talking about worship music being sort of uh, how how much power uh, is in there. And, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean like, Oh, it's so powerful. I mean like you, when you sing, you could say a phrase so many different ways and like with so many different inflections. Like if I I couldn't, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but just any sentence, especially if it's like a theological claim, for example, can be made through just saying words and it can spark so much debate, so much, you know, If depending on even sometimes just how you say it. But if you slap a melody on there and you sing it, you know, and you sing it together in a, in a community, it's way easier to just break down all those walls and mm-hmm. kind of everybody has their truth that they're singing up all at the same time. And that's why I think that music, especially in communal church spaces is... Uh, and singing together is has, has this weird unique power that it's such a specifically powerful part of of uh being a, a worshipping church community um, you know preaching is great as well i'm not knocking not knocking speech <laughs> i know i'm the, I'm the music person I know. I know. how often do i get to be the one that's like i have the power you <laughs> know but uh but yeah there i think it's what i'm saying is i think it's both they're both necessary because if it's just you know all speech or if it was also just all music all singing all the time i think we miss kind of different aspects of god's presence Mm.
2: yeah yeah i i love that that singing has this capacity to help us connect with different aspects of who god is that's Mm -hmm. [3] a beautiful way to put that
1: well and i think it allows us to um Speak a message, but also hear a message that is is different, right? You know, when when we hear stories of, of people in in memory care units um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who are suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's, and, and their family, mean, we saw one just uh, this last week on online of a, a man who was separated from his wife because of all of the COVID nineteen. Uh, things, right? She was in memory care. He was not, he was staying, the, the the video was so beautiful because he was standing outside her window, yes. Bellerin through the window, Yes. right? Uh, to his wife, who's in deep memory care. And yet after about a line of the first verse of him, Bellerin, again, not really carrying a tune in a bucket all that well, but Bellerin with Fantastic. his heart, right? Yeah. She jumped in and, yeah. and song has an ability to speak to our souls, but also embed deeply in our souls. Uh, And and so often, you know, I think there's this interplay between how do we create foundational faith claims, um, not just with our words, but also through the songs we sing. and, and um, And especially when we talk about song as a gift of prayer, this makes even more sense because prayer is about, you know, connecting to God right? And, and so if if songs connect deeply to our souls, but also help us connect deeply to God, then they in themselves are an expression of prayer. Um,
2: I also think uh, songs are like, they really are more of a modern day um, liturgy template across a lot of our churches mm-hmm. where liturgy is that participation of the church, right? The work of the people. And The point of liturgy is that you repeat things that you know by heart, not so that it's like this redundant "Our Father, who art in heaven," right? Like that you're just going through the motions, but instead, that when you reach the point of where you can go through the motions of saying something, or in this case, singing something with your being, that it allows yourself to be opened up to wonder about the deeper things, to wonder more deeply about who God is. So like in a repetitive singing of um, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. Like, you know, you can sing that over and over and over again, not having to really think about what you're doing, but in that you can get to those deeper things, Kiefer, that you talked about that you might Mm -hmm. stumble upon of like, it is this gift that is in me that I am returning right now. Like this beautiful circular. Um, And I I don't think we have a lot of other spaces of places in our life of invitation or even in our prayer life that helps us so best to, to embody that cycle while in motion of doing it, of being receiving something from God and offering something back to God.
1: Yeah, and and whether it's, and, and it's in every kind of form, that function of liturgy it is in all kinds of forms of singing, whether it's our traditional hymns, whether it's our contemporary stuff, that that it's your breath and our lungs song, uh, and, or even through things like today, right? We've yeah. begun in this COVID season yep. to have a service of prayer and reflection, Um at eight thirty in the morning, on every Sunday morning, and the found, the grounding musical intro piece, right that that song, prayer through song is grounded into Zay, right that repetition expression of our soul to to God over and over. Yeah, it comes in a lot of different forms, so it's not just a you know this kind of church or this kind of worship community does it, but it's a holistic everybody does it.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: and so I wonder. If, Kiefer, you've got any pro tips for folks who may um, either feel like they can't carry a tune in a bucket or may struggle with the idea of of having their singing be prayerful in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> folks who may, you know, singing may be a source of anxiety, right? Or uncertainty or frustration or, um, you know, if you've got any pro tips for them or Melissa, if you got pro tips too. I mean, I'm open <laughs> all the way around. Um, you know, Gosh. my pro tip is just don't think about it and go. But that's not always helpful. So, um,
0: yeah, I get. I actually think I disagree with Charles Wesley a little bit on this because if, you, if you've ever opened the hymnal at the very yes. front, there's Charles Wesley's uh, rules, rules for singing, yes. and they're they're kind of funny. They're like it's intended. I mean, it's sort of you know 1800s humor, but it's very. it's kind of there's this dry there's the one that makes me laugh at least is the like don't I I wish I had it right in front of me but don't don't like bellow you know so as to be heard above the rest kind of a thing but um Daniel's Daniel's actually pulling out out the hymnal here we go yeah got you can you can you just read those Daniel
1: yes Wesley's directions for singing pro tips from the 1761 learn these tunes before you learn any others Afterwards, learn as many as you please. Number two, this one's a shout out to B. Wesley Vance. Uh, sing them exactly as they are printed here without altering or mending them at all. And if you've learned to sing them otherwise, unlearn it as soon as you can.
2: <laughs> no one, three, and four verses.
1: Right. No. Last
2: uh, wedding I just did, the bride was like, oh, and for how great thou art we will sing verses one, three, and four. And I was like, sure.
0: Yeah. Um, As a contemporary Uh, person who, you know, I put these tunes to guitar all the time. That one usually gets me. I'm like, sorry, Charles. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, Charles.
1: Uh, Number three is long, but it essentially says sing them all. Don't just sing some. Uh, Number four, sing lustily and with a good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep, but lift up your voice with strength. Uh, be no more afraid of your voice now, no more ashamed of its being heard than when you sung the songs of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, that's the Daniel Hawkins tip. Just beller and give it up. Right. Um, but I love, that's number four. Be ready for, for number five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sing modestly. <laughs> Do not bawl so as to be heard above or distinct from the rest of the congregation that you may destroy the harmony but strive to unite your voices together, so as to make one clear, melodious sound. Number six. This one's again for our musicians. Sing in time. Get your <laughs> rhythm right, people. Uh, whatever the time is sung, be sure to keep with it. Don't run before or stay behind, but attend to close to the leading voices and move therewith as exactly as you can. And then, yeah, yada yada. yada. Number seven. Above all, sping, sing spiritually. Have an eye to God on every word you sing.
0: I could have sworn there was one in there about it like was. not it was being number
2: five. Don't sing above everyone else. Yeah, sing yeah, modestly. Yeah, I
0: got it. I, yeah, that, that one I remembered. I thought there was an, a one that was coupled with it that was about like not being bad, basically. Like, don't sing poorly. Like, if you. I could have, but I well, guess that sure one enough, also funny.
1: says, you know, if you ball, you know, if you sing too loudly, you're going to destroy the harmony. We should right. strive. Which gets to... back to
0: the Tolkien. I bet Tolkien read these, and that's where he probably got that idea. We'll see. right yeah. So, but
1: but I just in, love that sing lustily and sing modestly are two back to back. That's right. Um,
0: right. He was really getting at that both and thing there for a second. <laughs> right. They're, yeah. they're all so funny though. They 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 make me laugh. I just hear just as like. A possible choir director at some point, and somebody who could have been a choir director, you know, like I, and being surrounded by music educators all the time. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do at all times. It's like just do what's on the page. Don't you know? Take matters into your own hands. Please stay in time. These are just things that we like say all the time. I can just imagine being in Charles Wesley's choir, Um, but. For me, you were asking if I had any pro tips for people. Right. And I think that those are the two. It's the sing sing lustily but sing modestly kind of a thing. If you're in a group, you know, just sing, I think is maybe the first thing I would say before we even get, I think we've backtracked a little bit. Because now singing, um, I've been in contemporary spaces where everyone is singing and it's mm-hmm. fantastic and it's amazing. And like even though people, even the people that aren't singers, even the people that, you know, can barely stay in tune, you know, with whatever's happening. Like it, I've, i always used to say that doesn't matter. And I've even had people who felt like they were horrible singers. Like I used to be in student ministries, um, would go, if they wanted to sing, if they wanted to sing up there I told like I had them up there and they could sing and stuff and, you know, had people not be very in tune doing that before. But I've, I've always said it's, it's not a performance. Definitely when you're, it's not the same. I don't, I don't show up to worship and sing for the same reason that I, were to sing in a concert, I guess, like mm-hmm. if I was giving giving like in my senior recital i 'm singing for a very different reason right right there i'm am, I am the purpose i mean the core of it it's is the same like i i 'm singing because I love to sing and because it 's I feel connected but but when I worship and i show up i don 't there's there's there should be zero pressure i think, mm-hmm. and I think that singing in general, especially if you don 't like singing or you 've been told you 're a bad singer or things like that, just stepping over that gate that has maybe been cre- created and just stepping through and and starting to allow yourself to sing. I think that the, the only thing that that can lead to is like freedom is, and feeling more connected with, especially if you're singing with people around you, connected with the people around you, but also connected with your breath and connected with God and like the sky, like you just, it's, you start to feel the art of it all, I guess. Um, you start to feel the creation of it all. Um, mm. So just, just sing is the like, is the first step I would give everybody. Just do it. Just try.
2: Love
0: it. What about you, Melissa? Did you have a pro tip?
2: Uh, I think as someone who is the self-proclaimed not singer of this group, like as in like, I'm not, uh, the one that can like stay in tune that maybe falls more in a tenors range than an altos range, all that (laughs) kind of stuff. Um, give yourself permission to get lost in the music. Like that is Mm. some of the best kind of worship spaces I've been in is when I can, when I could hear the people around me singing, but yet I'm also giving myself that permission to be lost in those words together so that we might grow closer to God. Um, I think there's a real beauty in giving yourself that space and permission which I, I mean, I feel like echoes a lot of what y'all have already said is the not singer. I'm not worried about like, what is so and so sitting next to me hearing me sing right mm. now? Is it in tune or not? Um, not getting lost in that, but trusting that staying within the like realm of how we're all singing, my words yeah. will get lost in the midst of those.
1: Well, I think that's a great pro tip, whether you consider yourself a singer or not, because it's about a mindset. It's like, I'm offering this gift in this moment, whether it's great or bad, um, it doesn't matter, right? Sometimes singers can get too caught in the senior recital mindset rather than the, you know, worship mindset, right? That, you know, I'm going to sing this and I'm going to sing. It's so good. Everybody's going to go, dang, look at you. Um, And you have completely missed song is prayer if you're in that mindset too. Yeah. You know, so thank you again for joining us today. I have loved this conversation. I have loved. I hope it's been good to your soul. I know it's been good to mine. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel.
2: I'm Pastor Melissa,
1: and I'm Just Kiefer. And we just saw Kiefer's dog. You didn't get to see Kiefer's dog, but the rest of us did. Um, who are on <laughs> I was the attacked. Zoom? He was attacked uh, with with love and joy, which I think in many ways is what can happen to our souls when we sing. They can be attacked with love and joy. (laughs) And so your invitation to grow this week is to simply sing. Sing songs that connect you to God, whether you think you can sing or not, and do your best in the midst of singing. To sing with great heart, sing with great gusto, but also know that the singing is not about you, that it's about connecting you to God. And, And so... I'd love to, to hear from you in the weeks to come how this singing thing is going. But just sing. Just get singing. Whether you're in the car, although you're probably not in the car because you're not going anywhere. Um, just sing.
2: And now go receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out this week. May you go knowing that God is in the melody that plays in the tune that gets stuck in your head. And God is in the prayers that you offer in whatever way they come off your lips or from your mind, offering them up like scented smoke to God. May you go in peace. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.